following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Thursday, 11.30 a.m. Central Time. That can mean only one thing. Let's go. Your favorite program of the week, <laughs> the month of the year is live. There's a live look at... I don't know what's going on in my ear, but there's a live look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza at Ford Center in Frisco. It is a, a nice 59 degrees. It is going to be a high of 60 today. It'll be a low of 39 tonight. It's a beautiful yeah, it's plaza. Man, it is dropping. It's going to get cold tonight and, and later on this week. But, fellas, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels joining me, sure. Shannon Gross. How are you guys doing? It feels like it's been two months since we've been together. I know, man. I'm great. I'm doing well, man. Good to see you guys. Wow. 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 That's all I can say is wow, man. I'm excited, man. Let me tell you why. Can I tell you why I'm excited? Please. 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 Yes. Tell us why. I am busting at the seams, man. Because when I get off this air, all I know is I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I like your I like your shirt there. You supporting uh, you supporting Jackson State there, Nate? I've the been there shirt? like what? I've been in the last three weeks. I've been there six times. Dang. You drove up. You on the you on the payroll yet? Oh, no, nah, man. Oh, no. If I love you, I'll show up for you, baby. If I love you, I'll show up for you. The only person hey. I get that payroll from and I still love it is Mr. Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, though. Uh, how you how you been, Jesse? You doing good? You look good. I'm I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. My skin's looking good. I'm flourishing ooh, in ooh, life, and ooh, ooh. everything is great, man. Ooh. My hair's, please, you know what I'm saying? Please. Yeah, yeah. I got a little bruise. I got a little bruise on my arm right there, man. That's I was like, girl bitch you dog. How'd you do that? That's trailer park thing. Get a little vicious, ain't it? You gotta get listen, you gotta get physical in a trailer park sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You can't come to the trailer park half stepping, man. Sometimes to get you know them thick girls, you gotta you when you lift them up sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You gotta come with that, you know. Woof. Yeah, it was like a workout. A workout in the trailer park, man. Uh, I see Kurt, Chris throwing his oh, arms man. up. Chris, you married. What you do? Chris B throwing his arms up. Chris, you married, bro. What you throwing your arms up for? He's, he's covering his bruises. <laughs> that's him. That's him. That's him. War zone bruises. That's a, That's those virtual bruises. Kurt, how you doing, man? Looking good. good. I'm doing real good. Yeah, yeah. Feeling Kirk, good. Doing great, good. Bro. Yeah. You're looking good. You've been working out, Kurt, or you just look that way? Well, you know, it's all just looks. But, uh, <laughs> I sure don't work out enough. So. Oh wow. man, a lot Very of good. stuff, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL the last week. You got the, the Super Bowls coming up. Uh, we'll get everybody's thoughts on that. And let's just get into. Did we talk about this last week, Matthew Stafford? Oh no, right we after. didn't. Boy, Matthew gone. 
Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. I like what how you, the Rams did that, man. I love, what, I love they, yeah. what the Rams did. I really okay, do. Okay, why, why do you love it? Well, this is, this is going to make for a great debate because I hate what the Rams did. Oh, oh let's wow. go. Right. Let's go. And I, Jesse, that was my first thoughts. But this, is, this leads right back to the Cowboys. They say we made a mistake in Jared Goff. The head coach went to ownership and to, to GM say, are y'all feeling what I'm feeling? And they say, yeah. They say, well, how much are we going to pay to get this dude out of here? We're going to give you two number ones, and we're going to pay part of his salary, but he got to go. We have a team that's ready to go. We have a team that we think can take us to the next level, and Jerry Goff ain't it. And so when you think that way, yeah, you're going to take a big hit and a big loss. And I'm not saying Stafford is the do-all, be-all, but we've never seen him in optimal conditions. He he is in optimal uh, conditions with the great – I think a great offensive-minded coach, a solid defensive team behind him that can make plays, they, this team is ready. Jesse, tell me why they made the wrong move. And here's my – one, I think they gave up way too much. You gave up mm. way too much to a soon-to-be, and I think in the next couple 30, of days he'll 34. be – 34. 34 years old, right? So you yes. got an older quarterback, often injured. I get it, took a beating in – uh, uh, in Detroit, the thing that really got me was even when Matthew Stafford was at his optimal best, yes, when sir. he was clicking on all cylinders, cylinders. the Lions still were bad. Mm. Yeah, They're but still that's a bad football team. But that wasn't his fault, though, was it? it was the guys around him? Now he's got better but guys. You had Megatron at one point in time. You, you had you had decent teams where you had some really good players around you, and you still were really really bad. You went and got Matthew Stafford to give yourself an opportunity to go back to the Super Bowl, a place where Matthew Stafford has never been. He's never wow. been to the playoffs. He doesn't know what it feels like to be in the playoffs. He doesn't have playoff pedigree. He doesn't have any of that, that what you need that guy to take the next step. And this isn't a guy that you're going to have for the next six or seven years. This is a rental. You're going to have Matt Stafford for maybe the next two or three years at best. I know we see Breeze and we see Brady. Those guys playing well to their 40s. Mm. Those guys are more of the, uh, uh, the exception, not the rule. You're not going to have a bunch of guys playing into their 40s at, at the way you see Tom Brady and Drew Brees and, ben, and guys like that. that. That's not going to happen. Philip Rivers. It's not. That's unrealistic. So for me, I think you gave up a ton to go get a guy who you really don't know. Because this is, I pro, like, when they did this deal, whatever God they believe in, they did a <laughs> whole lot of praying. Because Sean McVay, you're now tied to drafting Jared Goff and okaying him getting a contract extension and it not work out. Like, that, that's the thing that people are missing. Yeah, you're getting Matt Stafford in, but the, the guy who y'all named Boy Genius, he, he signed off on this. He signed off on, yes, let's get Jared Goff a lengthy, expensive extension after they went to the Super Bowl. So in his heart of hearts, he thought at one time, this is our guy. There was no reservation because he said, well, hold on. We still got him on the contract. Let's just see this thing play out a little bit more. And they didn't. They rushed to judgment, gave him a boatload of money, and then it didn't work out for him on the back end. And so now for Sean McVay is, if this doesn't work out, immediately, might I ask, or might I add, because you're not going to have time for this thing. This is a right now move. That was a right now move to get Matthew Stafford here. If this doesn't work out right now for you, this, this could be your job now. 
We see how guys who sh- who sniff farts of Sean McVay get jobs in the National <laughs> Football League. I don't think he'll have a problem getting another job. But you gave up a whole lot for a guy that does ha- that doesn't have any playoff experience. Oh, by the way, he might not even be uh, not he might not. He's not the best quarterback in your division. And there's arguments that he might not be the second best quarterback in your division. There's some that say that Colin Murray might be better than Matthew Stafford. So you brought a guy in and even in your own division, even in your own division, and and, and God forbid that if San Fran gets to Sean Watson, Matthew Stafford drops down even more in your division. So you're going to have a genius going to hold him though. Boy, genius got him. What? You saw McVay got him, baby. You Next hope. level. Yeah, Next you, you, level. I hope Sean McVay is calling you to offer up some prayer to your God. To, to, to you serve the so same God. Sure. So, yes, sir. So you are praying too. Yes, sir. I'm not yeah. praying. Yeah. I got yes, nothing to do with that. I'm not yes, praying for that. I'm yes, not you're praying for that. You're the gospel. No. You're the gospel. Uh, that ain't on me. Yeah, it is. What is what do you what do you think about the Rams' philosophy though? They haven't no, they haven't had a first round pick since 2016, and now they're not going to have a first round pick till like 2023, 2024, something like that. They they obviously don't place as much value on them as maybe, and they'd rather use those picks for guys they know have some pedigree to them. They so what do you think about that philosophy situation? Uh, yeah, what you said, they're in the now. They they are going. You will see a drastic change. If this thing fall apart at the seams, you'll see a drastic change. In 2023, they'll keep that first-round pick, and they'll start to rebuild. But when you're in the now, you don't waste any time. They're in a market that's much different. Dallas owned this market, this area, thanks to the Texans not being anything. Dallas still owned Texas. L.A. Rams don't own the state of California. It's too many things going on. If you don't stay in the now, you will float to the end and your, your, your public, when it does be able to come back in the stadium, won't show up. California's got too many things going. That's mm-hmm. a great point. That, that, now, that is a point that I will agree with you wholeheartedly right there. And yeah, that's a great point, Nate. That's a, that's a great point. You have to go well, for thank the now. you. Thank no, you, Reverend Jesse. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point. I kind of, I kind of admire the the Rams going for it. They they've realized that you know they got Aaron Donald, they got Ramsey on defense. I this is their opportunity. The dark side. Come on. Yeah, and so yes, you know, I, I kind of admire. They're like, we're all in. They put all their chips on the table. We're going for it right now. Even no, who cares what happens two years from now? They want to win now. But it also makes me wonder: Did the Cowboys miss their opportunity to go in on? All in. 2016, they were 13 and three. They had two young studs. Since then, it's been kind of a disappointment. And so, I, on, the, on the flip side, I kind of wish maybe the Cowboys had a little bit of that gambling attitude, which is surprising because Mr. Jones is a gambler. But we to me, we used to do it. We used to yeah. do it, man. We used to go all in, but it has changed now. The 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 uh, the climate has changed. I mean, we're conservative. You know, we are. Uh, that's just who we are now. And, and I, you know, we did a show the other day, yesterday, man, and I'm trying to protect players and stumbling all over the deal. And at the end, man, it just dawned on me at the end, we always continue to complain during the season. Here we are in the off season, and a few guys came to me and said, Nate, you know, you keep saying we're going to switch the offense. And a lot of guys at the end of the show, they asked us, were we far away? 
And both guys that were on that show said, yeah, with a few offensive pieces, with a few this, few that. And I'm saying to myself, here we go again. I disagree. We have no defense mm -hmm. and expect to go to the playoffs and have a true realistic chance at the, at, at the, play, at, at the playoffs. We talking Super Bowl and don't have a defense? All right, Shannon. Yeah, they need to go all in, Kurt, to answer your Sh question. Shannon, mm -hmm. Nate just set you up for a great transition to one of the questions that Kurt put in the text. I want to see if you pick this thing up and transition to it. Let's go. I haven't even been listening to y'all the last 10 minutes. So oh, you my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How's well, your mother I, doing, Shannon? I'll what are you it. thinking about? I, I mean, he's thinking I'll, about no, your no, mom, no, the wife, me, the baby. Let me, what are you no, let me, let, me, let me transition this thing. You know, Nate, right. you brought up a great point about how far the Cowboys are away from truly competing, whether that be offensive, defensively. Uh, Kurt put in uh, the notes early on. There's an article out, and they list tiers of teams and where they're at, right? And they're like, you know, this team is, is, is ready to win right now. This right. team is a year away. This team is two years away. This team is like two plus years away. And I believe the Cowboys were in the category, Kurt, correct me if I'm wrong, of being two plus years away. No, they, ESPN had them at two years away. Two and years Bleacher, away. Bleacher Report had them in one year away. And both said they needed to sign Dak, stay healthy, and improve the defense. And like you just said, Nate, I'm not sure how you do that in two years, let alone one. I, I so think as you go here, here's what the Cowboys have to do. Like, you, you talked about going all in. Like, the Cowboys have to make a splash. They have to find a way to make a splash. Now, that may mean trading one of their favorite players. That may mean, you know, uh, doing something outside of the box that helps this defense out dramatically. And again, we're, we're talking about a team where if Dak comes back healthy, and by the way, fellas, completely just take this and we'll put this to the side. We have to dive more into this thing of Dak maybe not being 100% healthy right now. I'm not saying that he is. I'm not saying that he isn't. I'm just saying we're talking about him being this accident happened in October and it's February and I'm hearing Dak is still like on crutches and wheelchairs and stuff like that. So that's a whole other conversation. But you just trumped everything you about to say because our mind went deadlocked. So don't we can talk about it. No, stop. Stop. You have just messed up everything, brother. Defensively, defensively, this team you don't have to overhaul this defense. We've talked about this time and time again before. This team doesn't need the number one defense in the league. This team doesn't need a top five defense. This team doesn't need a top ten defense. You have to find yourself somewhere in the middle of the road. And that may be, you know, bringing in a guy uh, in the secondary, bringing in a guy in that linebacker. And they doesn't have to be superstars. We get so enamored and so fixated on the names. That's the cowboy way. If the names aren't what we think they should be, we think that those players aren't good players. I, I talk about this all the time. When it, look at a guy like Blake Martinez. Most people don't know who Blake Martinez is. I'll take, I'll take Blake Martinez any day, twice on Sunday. Why? Mm -hmm. He is a tackling machine. Doesn't have the big name, 
doesn't have the fancy everything and then in all the commercial don't have the signature celebration or the big business moves off the field is a football player. And if the Cowboys can find a way to find football players, I don't need pro bowlers. Those are nice. Those are great. I don't need all pros. Those are nice. Those are great. But if I can get, if I can get football players who can grasp a concept play lights out at their position and just simply do what we ask them to do on a very high consistent basis. I think this offense is good enough. If Dak is healthy to, to, to take this team to, to greater, to greater heights. We just, we, we just don't need a defense in the 27 and 28 and 29 and 26. We need a defense that's around 14, 15, 16, 17. If we're somewhere around there creating some turnovers, creating some stops every now and again, this offense is built great enough where it can take over and win football games. It just shouldn't have to be always in 40, 40 point battles every single week because your defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. So would you like to see them find those football players through the draft or through, like you said, current guys you already kind of know, know about? I, I, I want a mixture of both. I, I, think, I think a mixture. But the thing is, if you're going to draft these guys, draft these guys that's going to play. We, we don't have time to draft guys and shelve them. We don't have time for to having guys truly like develop. We don't have two and three years. You need to get guys who are going to be able to come here and impact now to truly be an impact right now. If that's in a rotation, fine. But also mix in some veterans that's gonna be able to play every single down while these younger guys are playing in the mix and they're gaining their experience. You gotta have some, you gotta have some stability, but you also gotta make sure that your cupboard is still full. You can't just go out there with, with, with empty cupboards and hoping and praying that the guy that's playing the number one spot is gonna be healthy all year long. You gotta have some stability and you gotta have a cupboard that's a, that's a tad bit full with some players that, that can play the game. We're gonna keep our cupboard full, full of wing stop because we're gonna take a break to pay the bills so we can all eat. And when we come back, Jimmy Johnson had, Nate's old buddy, Jimmy Johnson had some pretty interesting words to say. And then Kurt has a whole segment he's gonna do on the Super Bowl with crazy prop bets. We'll give you our picks, all kinds of other fun stuff. When we come back, you don't want to miss it. The next two segments of Hanging with the Boys. Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, 
You can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back. If you are watching the big game this weekend in old basketball shorts or baggy sweats, well, you're an amateur. If you want to relax like a pro, upgrade to the comfort of Tommy John loungewear. It looks awesome, feels even better. It's got pockets for snacks and machine washable to get out any of those nacho cheese spills. Shop loungewear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 15% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I have mine on today, and I am living in comfort, fellas. And Nate, your good buddy Jimmy Johnson was on the USA Today podcast. I think it was last week or over the weekend. And he had a a very interesting comment. So I want to get your take on this. Jesse, want to get your take on this too. Kurt, obviously, you you brought this to the table, so we want to get your your take too so chris you got a you got about a minute long clip uh that we're going to just play the audio so roll that whenever you're ready sir i don't know that bringing in someone new uh is going to change things uh it's a it's really a unique place to coach and to work there are so many accolades that go their way um and 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 unearned a lot of those players walk around like they've got super bowl rings on because that's the way the public and throughout the country they are treated they're treated like hey you just won the super bowl but in reality they didn't even make the playoffs and and so the coach has got to be a hard line you know no nonsense type of guy and sometimes he's got to combat that i would start my very first practice like we were one in 15. And that's how I treat those players. And we would be as physical as the NFL would let us be, but I would grind on them. Uh, by the you know by the middle of the season, they would hate to see me coming. You know, and but hey, sometimes some way somehow you got to bring them to, back down to earth uh, and make them realize they only won what six games or so. So, Nate, what I want to get from you, just general comments on what Jimmy said, and then Jesse, what I, what, I want, what I want to get from you is how different are players really treated here in Dallas? Because we're around it. We see it. You've been other places recently. How, how does, you know, even a practice squad guy or a special teams guy get treated differently here in Dallas than they do in some of these other stops that you've been in? So... Jesse, you take it first, then Nate, you, you jump in after. You guys laugh when I say this, but it's all about the star. It's, it's all about this right here. And if you are associated with this at any juncture in your career and you're in the DFW area, uh, and a lot of times the, the bigger your name is associated with this, the farther it stretches out, you're a god. 
We've had this conversation before. I was a practice squad guy when I got to the Cowboys. I was relegated basically to special teams my entire career with the Cowboys. I was making thirty to forty thousand dollars in the offseason in autograph session, autograph signings. Like, let that sink in for a second. In my playing days, a guy who started on the practice squad and may have played in a game, depending on how the game went, 15 total snaps. And most of my plays that if I made any, it went unnoticed because it was a special teams tackle or, you know, maybe one catch that moved the change for a first down. Any offseason? Hey, $2,000, would you come sign here? Hey, we're going to fly you to come down here. Would you come sign here? Hey, would you come do this? And this is me. I, 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 I'm okay with saying I'm a, I was a jag. I was just another guy. I was easily replaced, replaceable. Uh, you know, Coach Garrett one time said, I wish I had 53 of you. I said, Coach, you got one. He said, yeah, but we're going to release you. Anyway. <laughs> and so, <laughs> wait, you wish you could have 53 of you. You got one of me. You want to let that one go? So, and, and, and it, was, it was an afterthought. But when you're, when you're here in Dallas and you play for the Dallas Cowboys, you are, you are you know, I would say you are a demigod. And the, the doors open up for you, the restaurants reserve tables for you, your car gets parked out front, you get all the special treatment because you're associated with America's team, with this thing right here. And it doesn't matter if you're a practice squad guy like myself or if you're Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Now those guys, the, the treatment gets even better. I mean, I mean from simple things as restaurants to getting out of tickets to getting out of court cases, you name it. When you're associated with this, you have a different sense of reality because it doesn't apply to you because you're playing by a different set of rules simply because of this thing right here and you had that helmet on. So it's not like that in Cincinnati? They was arresting them cats left and right in Cincinnati. <laughs> when, I was, when I was there, the cops used to sit right there on the bridge. They used to sit right there on the bridge. The club, in Cincinnati, the club owners used to invite the players out, liquor them up, and then when they leave, call and tell the police that the players are coming back <laughs> over the bridge and no. the cops will be sitting, literally two and three cops will be sitting at the bridge when you're crossing back over into Ohio and it's Cincinnati. You know the guys who got the, the all blacked out Range Rovers and the guys who got the Mercedes and the guys who got the, you know, the orange Lamborghinis. Like, they were, man, go back and look at Cincinnati from like 05 to 09. There was a rest of them jokers left and right. And the same thing in, in, in New England. Like, unless you're the guy, nobody's trying to really hear from you. But here in Dallas, whew. Nate still make <laughs> Nate still making big money. He he played thirty years ago. Nate, what you think about what Jimmy had to say? <laughs> you say Jimmy said his comments, hard line, no nonsense. Start like we were one in fifteen. By the middle of the year, we would hate to see him coming. That is totally and completely how it was when Jimmy got here. Jimmy. When we saw him coming, you know, it was the middle of the season, man. We didn't know whether to speed, drop our head, or we was getting cut. We didn't know how to take this coach because, and y'all have heard me say, every time they went to hire any position coach, I've said, 
please let this coach play coach. Please let him put his stamp on his team. Please let him have total control. Now, when you let a coach have total control, you can you can get rid of this coach if he doesn't complete his job. How can you get rid of a coach where you say, well, every decision is a joint venture? Every decision uh, can be explained away. Uh, there's no one being held accountable, including the coach. So I'm with Coach Johnson. Lord knows I didn't like the man when he first got here. Lord knows I didn't like him. He's definitely after the first year with somebody sitting in my locker every week. I definitely didn't like him. But guess what it did for me as a player? And people say, well, players are different. Well, I guess that's why up until last year, I guess that's why the Patriots continue to win. I guess up until last year, or even last year, I guess that's why the Steelers continue to win because they have a culture that is not going to be shaken by a few players that think they're good. Antonio Brown was one of the best in the business. Bell was one of the best in the business. They no longer play for the Steelers. And the Steelers, even though they fell apart at the end of the year, they still won 11 or 12 games. You have to have a mindset that cannot be broken by the outside. See, Jesse pointed to the star, but I pointed to this ugly picture my wife got behind me. That's what they, that's what they, should, that's what they should see every when they go in there, they should see a bleakness. They should see a hole. See this hole over here? They should see a hole where they, where they are going through it. You know, they should have an emptiness yeah. in their heart they should, where they don't know whether they're going to make the team or not. I go to Jackson State, and I look at Deion Sanders and the way he's coaching. And I pull him to the side. I say, how you doing, Jimmy Saban? He's like, what? I say, how you doing, Jimmy Saban? Why you calling me Jimmy Saban? Well, you're acting like Jimmy Johnson and Nick Saban. You ain't cutting these players no slack. You're like, nah. Hmm. Unsmart players, players that don't want this game the way I want it, they got to leave. And we got a bunch of players on this team that don't want this game. Kurt, you want the game more than what some of these guys want. You be upset after the game more than some of these guys. When you can get on the phone five to ten minutes after a game, the coach hasn't even spoken yet, everybody's still getting undressed, and you texting? Mm. What, where are your priorities? Mm. Nate, they, I, you, I, where are your priorities? Does it, does it bother you? And I just thought of it this way hearing you talk does it bother you that you you were part of championship seasons you helped propel this franchise into what it is and and that star to to become what it is you know there were people there were there were teams before you you know the the Bob Lilly teams and the Stahlback teams and the and the you know Randy White teams and then you were part of that legacy that kept it going and does it bother you that the players feel entitled and they and they have that attitude knowing that you were part of guys that did it and you kept it going and now what you kept going is kind of it's kind of dying off it's faded been away something it's done years. Gone. yeah yeah hmm. uh i tell people you you take advantage of the situation you don't want to begrudge none of these kids the opportunity to make money let them make all the money they can but I still say you can make all the money you can, love this game, 
Play it as hard as you can and milk it for everything it's worth. That's on the field first and off the field second. Because if you milk it for everything it's worth on the field and have great success, just think, right about now, they they are saving you a space at the club for your car. All of a sudden, they'll be coming to pick you up. They'll be like, hey, can we send a limo to pick you and your family or your friends up? Because you are winning games. You are really challenging something. It changes. Your money goes from what Jesse was talking about, 30000 you, you talking about people giving you seventy and eighty and ninety thousand dollars off season just for a guy that's on special teams? They, they don't see the big picture that if you excel here as a Dallas Cowboys and do everything you can, the world is truly yours. Right now, they're just scraping around the edges. They're benefiting off of something that Mr. Jones have created. They're not doing this on their own. They're not generating anything. This is a great marketing job by 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 the uh, Joneses. So given that, that, you know, off the field, they are just, you know, like Jesse said, demigods, they're just swarmed and, and beloved. And then maybe on the field, you, you know, you mentioned maybe the decisions are, are jointly made. Can one man change this? Can McCarthy come yes, in and, and change all this? Yes, sir. When, when, when I heard Jimmy talking, they asked Jimmy a long time ago, can he come back into this league and coach? And Coach John said, I'm not that guy anymore. Don't you know how hard it is to wake up in the morning with one goal? Jimmy fired his wife so he could be the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys coach because he didn't want anything or anybody to take away from his single focus of turning this thing. Do you know how hard that is to wake up and look at your wife and say, hey, babe, I'm going to Cincinnati and I'm going to change it around. I don't want to go to Cincinnati, baby. Bye. I'll see you when I get back. Well, I'm leaving you. Bye. Oh, your mm -hmm. kids. Hey, hey, son, I can't come to your college game. I'm focused on turning around the Cincinnati Bengals. Your mom and dad come in town. Uh, you say, hey, I, I got a meeting. I got a 10. When your single focus is only on the Dallas Cowboys and turning around their program and making sure that everything focuses, you know, everybody's gonna have a well-rounded life. Well, we're well-rounded and we and we mediocre. <laughs> yeah. We are well-rounded right. now. You you talk to these guys, they well-rounded. They can speak well, they can talk well, they can but the only <laughs> thing they can't do well is win football games well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, we have got a fun action-packed segment this next segment. You don't want to miss it. Kurt is going to walk through about 900 different weird, <laughs> fun prop bets. And it's also the, what is it, the 25th anniversary of something, Kurt, this week? Super Bowl 30, last championship. Somebody on this podcast played in that game. We Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll come back in a minute. We'll, we turn it over to Kurt when we come back. Hanging with the boys. Prop bets, prop bets. <laughs> Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. 
Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Fellas, we got a new live read. Supercross All right. experienced the most Ooh. competitive and highest profile off-road motorcycle racing championship in the world when Monster Energy AMA Supercross returns to AT&T Stadium March 13th, 16th, and the 20th. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours before they sell out at SeatGeek.com. All right, Kurt, you got some fun stuff that you sent us today. I want you to take over this last segment. One, because, you know, I just don't want to talk anymore. And two, like you put this list together and it's all Uh, really interesting, fun stuff. So you take it away. Talk Super Bowl. Kurt Daniels, let's go. First off, I just wanted to get, you know, Nate and Jesse, your opinions on kind of how this is set up this year. Due to COVID, um, I don't think the Chiefs are flying into Tampa till Saturday. Um, so it's only, it's like a normal week, whereas, you know, normal Super Bowls, they've been there all week. They've been there a few days. I think this is an advantage for the Chiefs in that they, you know, are keeping it like a normal week as they would. Or do you think it would have been better for them to be there, kind of get used to Tampa, get used to the scene and that whole thing? Um, I think it, I, I personally think it's an advantage for uh, for 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 Kansas City. One, you already know what it is to be at a Super Bowl. Most of the guys on your roster, right? At least half the guys on your roster have been to the Super Bowl um, in Tampa. But if you're if you're at home and you're doing your thing at your own crib, you're sleeping in your own bed, practicing at your own facilities, and you don't have to worry about all that hoopla, I think that's, that it helps easier for you to lock in and stay focused on what on what you're doing. And the same thing for Tampa is that no, outside of maybe Tom Brady and a couple other guys, none of those guys even been to the playoffs in the last couple of years. So let alone mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, I think not having all the hype and the media and the fanfare and all of these obligations and, and Nate can speak into this better than I am, but just in having to deal with tickets alone is already a headache that is a headache and a half (laughs) deal with tickets 
<laughs> who's coming? So is who can't selling, come? Selling to the highest bidder. You're trying to make a decision, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where they're going to stay? You can't see your family because of of all the COVID restrictions. So, I mean, I think I get that everybody has to make money, so they have all the hoopla. But I mean, it's 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 an advantage for both teams. I get I get to stay in Kansas City and work on all I need to work on without having all the hoopla and fanfare. And then for Tampa Bay, I don't have guys getting distracted by all the hoopla who's never been here before. They can stay locked in and stay focused. That's why I think this is going to be one of the one of the greatest Super Bowls we've seen in a long time. Hmm. Well, I can't add nothing to that. That that is great. I feel the same way you feel. Now it's going to come down to the best team, the best defense, and the best quarterback. Hmm. Would you have rather stayed home and done it no, like sir. a normal week? No, sir. I had to get mine. I had to get mine. No, sir. Oh, no, sir. Oh, no, sir. But, but Nate, okay, uh-huh. so, Nate, so all right, what about what about like Super Bowl number two and three, though? Like you got the first one, and that was great, but what about Super Bowl two and three? Were you kind of like, all right, maybe I'll say Super Bowl three, your third Super Bowl. It's like, all right, cool. We've been here. We've done that. I don't want to deal with this nonsense. I want to just play the game. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? Because you've been there a couple times. <laughs> no? No? All right. I wanted it, bro. I wanted that. I wanted that street life. Forget the Super Bowl. It's the street life. It's what we did before the Super Bowl that counted. Oh, man. That reminds me. You, 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 two of the Super Bowls you played in, I think the first and the third, there was two weeks between. But the second one, there was only one week between. So you didn't have that, oh, that kind hurt. of extra. That hurt. that hurt? Yeah? That hurt, man. That hurt. I didn't get to stretch my legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we're we're what three days away now from the Super Bowl. It's Thursday. Uh, what was that like for you, Nate? Were things getting more serious? The nerves start firing up a little bit. Did, did oh, Jimmy make it tougher? I mean, or, or did he back off? I mean, how how did it ramp up by this point? That that is where Jimmy was so good at keeping <laughs> all the practices close to what we did at home even how we he handled us uh on wednesday thursday and friday the week of the super bowl he said i ain't put no no curfew on y'all y'all know what to do we've been here done that first year he was a little bit more stiffer second year relaxed second third year relaxed third time relaxed he knew that we was going to take care of business we was going to do what was right we was going to get off the street we was going to do what was right uh we were we were older and slowing down tremendously in that last mm-hmm. Super Bowl, but thanks to Larry Brown and Neil uh, O'Donnell, uh, is that I'm pronouncing that cat cat's name right? Because I don't <laughs> never want to get his name wrong. You <laughs> 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 got to do that Super Bowl, brother. <laughs> uh, dude, I've I've heard that that was it. The Friday practices. I mean, Jimmy, those were some of the toughest practices you had. Did I hear that one time? He he strived on Friday. Jimmy strived for perfection. We had on shorts and shoulder pads and our helmets, and he strived for perfection. You know, he wanted you going fast. You didn't have to kill yourself, but he wanted you going fast into the right holes, to the right gaps, getting the right fits. He wanted his receivers flying off the ball. He wanted his DBs running with you, and, you know, not so much being physical, but he wanted, every, he wanted to see everybody being where they're supposed to be. And he so wanted you- some enthusiasm while you was doing it. You didn't have to kill yourself like we did on – on Wednesday and Thursday, but on Fridays, he wanted to see that you knew what you was doing. So our practices was mentally tough. Was it the same way in New England, Jess? Well, I wasn't there when they went to Super Bowl, but as far as practices, yeah. that yeah, it was it was it was always about what you talked about perfection. 
get it right get it you know and, and there's been times in practice where we, we've done it five times in a row and you know i remember i'll tell a, a very quick brief story was when i first got there they had just um they had they had the west welker catch that that will not catch against right. uh the giant that he dropped remember that mm-hmm. one and, and yeah. his wife was talking about it and you know in the in the hallway or whatever well we had run that same play in practice and tom brady overthrew west welker and tom is yelling like let's run it again and uh and josh mcdowell is like all right no let's play let's play tom's like no we're running it again right. this this ish cost us we're running it again we ran it again this time west dropped the ball the same play ran it again yeah and, t- and tom's like line it the f- F up. Let's go run it again. We're going to run this play until we get it right. This play will not cost us another game. Right. And we ran it again and we got it right. And then we moved on to the next play. And that's early in the year. Like it was like that's the start of uh, the season. That's it wasn't even. Francis was. Yeah. That's why. I, that's Troy never had to worry because Jimmy was always locked and focused on the Friday practice. I've seen him one time call us all up he say everybody get your you know i mean we all running up like oh man what in the world oh my god we done messed up practice he called the coaches over to the side and cussed them out mm-hmm. this the players are trying to do the best they can and you are y'all need to pick oh he went off on the coaches then we started practice over again i'm over there laughing like ah look at you coach <laughs> <laughs> but i made sure i didn't mess up now uh-huh. <laughs> Hell of a vengeance on me, so. <laughs> Jesse, that reminds me. I mean, what did you think of Damiana Anamandola came out this week and said it, the Patriot way isn't Bill Belichick, it's Tom Brady. And did he bring that kind of – is that what the difference is this year with, really with the Bucks? is what Tom Brady has brought? Yeah, I, you know, I heard about that, and it's uh, – I said, eh, I think I think it goes hand in hand, right? It's, it's Bill Belichick was able to create that culture because Tom Brady helped him win. You can't, there's certain things you just can't do and demand if you ain't winning. It, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But when you begin to win and win at the rate that they were winning, not just games, but Super Bowls, and your best player is the biggest catalyst of doing everything right, doing it at a full, being the first guy there, being in meetings, not missing practices, doesn't take days off, you know, all of those things, and you're winning, now that, it, it just went together so well. And, 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 and Bill was able to have that type of way about him and the program because Tom Brady was the guy who was saying, yeah, Bill, I'm gonna challenge you, you're gonna challenge me, but we're damn sure gonna challenge every man in this locker room. And it's going to result in victories. And when it results in victories, now we can have the persona of the Patriot way. So I don't think, I mean, we saw this year without Tom Brady, they didn't look like the Patriot way. Uh, So having a guy like Tom Brady and winning, the winning is so important. It's so key. It's so critical. You cannot, you know, you, you just can't demand what you can demand without the winning part of it. Because it'll get tired and it'll get old and guys will be like, man, shut the hell up. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, coach? You won nothing. But when Bill speaks, you listen because you're like, dude got 10 rings, you know? So. The, the, the deal is, man, Kurt, is LeBron left Cleveland, went to the Heat because their GM is a winner. Pat Riley is a winner. Mm-hmm. And he went there and he learned 
and he watched and he took notes and he learned how to win and took it back to Cleveland and demanded that he was that GM and he picked and chose the players and 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 Tom Brady when he left he looked okay I'm gonna get better wide receivers I'm going to get everything almost equal to what coach is giving me. But if I go in there with the right frame of mind, and remember he went against all COVID protocols with his offense. He didn't care if, if you saw him out on the field with his guys. And he took the time as the seasons to build these guys and to ramp them. And you heard Leonard Fournette last week say, yes, Tom picked me. He said, come in. I'll show you the way. Yes, I had to do extra work after practice. I had to do extra film work. But boy, has it paid off. When you, when you, when your leaders, like Jesse said, we could, I could not do anything wrong because of Troy, Mike, Emmett, Charles Haley, Tony Tobert, guys like that, Woody, they wasn't playing. They wasn't yeah. playing. And when, and Jimmy always told me, I used to try to pick Coach Johnson, what, 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 what you like about this guy? He loves the game of football. They're never late. Now, Mike is the exception to the rule. <laughs> they're never late. They're doing extra film study, and they love the game. Well, what, what uh, you know, by that third, again, it's 25th, 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 30. By that third one, Barry Switzer was at the helm. I mean, was it, at this point, and, and, was and the, the players kind of running the show? They knew what uh, to do? Or the res Yes, sir. The residue of what Jesse said about this season with Coach Garrett and his staff has left, the res it was enough residue from what Jimmy had left in us and what left in Troy and Mike and these guys till we were able to get one more out of ourselves. Hmm. Did, could I mean, this is, might be a loaded question, but did you win because of Switzer or despite Switzer? We won with Coach Switzer. Yeah. We won with Coach Switzer. It wasn't, it wasn't in spite of and because of we won with Coach Switzer. Like I, like I said, we had enough residue left, enough character, enough pride in what we were doing to make sure we got that last one in. And once again, I would never, ever exclude uh, O'Donnell as being a part of our team. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys give him a Super Bowl share, the Super Bowl pop there? I, I wish we could have gave him a ring or something, you know. Because, uh, this kid got to walk around with that for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, last, we get last few minutes here. I, I think it's always funny around the Super Bowl. You know, it's biggest betting day of the year, I think. Um, but it's not just who's going to win and, and who's going to be MVP. It's all these funny side bets. So I, I was digging through some of those, and I thought I'd bring a few of those up. Um, I, I don't know really if it's anything you can answer, but just kind of throwing them out there to get your opinion. But here are some of the funnier ones. It, it, one of them is the one side has the odds on the primary color of Jim Nance's tie with blue being the favorite, purple the long shot. I don't know why anyone would, would bet on that. A, a normal one every two year or every year, I think, is will the national anthem, you know, the over under of the national anthem, which I think year is two. This year's it's around two minutes. So I don't know what did you guys ever like Nate? Were you you had one of the greatest yeah. national anthems ever? I think with right. Whitney Houston. But yeah, but no, I I, I, I listened to her and sang it, but I, the distance and time of it, man, I just enjoyed it. I didn't know if it was two minutes or five minutes. I just enjoyed it that she was singing it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You ever pay attention I always, to the bets? I always bet the over when when there's a, when there's a black person singing the national anthem because we always gotta we always gotta add a little extra yeah, gonna, we, to the normal. So whenever yeah, there's a black a extra whenever there's a black person singing it, I'm like I'm going I'll, I'll take the over nine times out of ten. 
<laughs> I don't even, I can't remember um, who's singing it this year. I think it's a couple different people, maybe. Or one's doing, maybe one's doing the anthem, one's doing the God Bless America thing. But yeah. anyway, um, there's a lot around Tom Brady, including how many times they're going to show his wife, Giselle Bunchin. Bun is it Bunchin? I can't be sure. It's one and a half. Over under is one and a half. Which over, way I'd over. Like to over. I, yeah, I'd like to see the over on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they ain't giving but, a lot uh, of money on that. I promise you. No, they no, I think show her. Yeah, yeah. bad indifference. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is uh, what? Uh, what is Tom? What will be mentioned first? Tom Brady's age, which I think is forty-three, or, or how many Super Bowls he's been in? Fourteen. So, oh. Jesse, you know, man, I ain't good at so age. Think, Jesse? Definitely gonna, age. Age. It's gonna be age. Here's, here's, they're going to open up with Tom Brady, 43-year-old Tom Brady. Yep. They're going to open up with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Here, here's one for this year. The weekend is doing the halftime show. He's the, the big star. It's, they've got bets on whether he will come out wearing sunglasses or not. No, I don't know the week. He's going to show off that new face he got. He ain't wearing no sunglasses. No. Hey, so Tom Brady got a new face, Shannon? New face? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's weird looking. Yeah. Man, I thought it was just a, a youthful look, you know, that he was taking us. You know, taking some it's, better vitamins or something. Yeah, but anyway, I, I don't know about them facelifts and all of that, man. Oh, our our, our, uh, our our behind the scenes leader, Chris Beam, says it's Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. Uh, they're doing a duet for the national anthem. Jasmine That'll Sullivan is black. That'll Take be it, way it's over. Oh, yeah. Eric Church Eric, is white, though. Yeah, but he's a country. And he they draw those syllables out, so it, that's way way. Oh, over. okay. Three minutes. That's <laughs> three minutes. Wow. All right, all right. That makes wow. sense. Wow. He got some soul too. A Eric sister, Church. A, a, a soul in a country that ain't nothing yeah. but blues coming out, hey, baby. Oh. Eric Church. Eric Church got some soul too, so that's going way. That might hit five minutes. Yeah, man. that, that ain't way nothing but some blues, baby. That's going to be some long morning and wine. I tell you what, if I was Jasmine or Eric Church or The Weeknd, I'd, I'd bet the over. I'd bet I'd be wearing sunglasses, and then I'd wear the sunglasses. You know, I'd have my handler See, lay down the, the bed. I say the same thing. I'm like, I would have a friend or a relative like, yo, listen, go bet 100000 on me wearing sunglasses, <laughs> yeah. and we'll, I'll split the profit with you. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, here, take the 100000 go make the bet. I'm going to wear sunglasses. I, 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 don't, I don't know if there's some sort of thing that's like, I don't know. I don't know. But like, this is Once easy money to make. There, anybody, can, they got to take it. Or either easy money. That's easy money. I That's agree. Easy yeah. money. Easy money. <laughs> That's, I'm like, if I was with someone, and, and like for a singer, you know, this is a constant bet that they make every single year. Will the national anthem go over whatever the, a lot yeah. of time out of this? I would be like, hey, here's 50000 has $50,000. I'm putting a $50,000 bet in and says, yes, I am. And I would be practicing to go yeah, at the when, time. Then, yeah. then, then when the show is up a week later, a dude named Vito show up at your house in the yeah. Cadillac. Yeah. Hey, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, this is always a good one, too. I think they do this every year. The MVP. Who will the MVP thank first? The, uh, the favorite right now is teammates. He's going to thank his teammates. The long shot. I think the field is, you know, betting the field's a long shot. It could be anybody. But the, the uh, next second long shot is the owner, the, the, the guy thinking the owner first. Uh, I, thought, I thought thinking God might be the favorite, but uh, yeah. no. It's, it, the teammates right now is the favorite but one. I think for Tom, Tom always likes <laughs> to thank, like, his wife and his father, his mom and dad. He always makes it a point to thank them. 
But I don't know. It's a good one. Teammates. Tom might go teammates because he's been there, so he knows all the little hoopla to say. And I don't know. Patrick, you know, he might thank the fans. I would thank anybody that's going to give me the car or the, uh, <laughs> the trip. Uh, You're thanking uh, Ford or something? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks uh, to Wingstop for uh, yeah, getting me here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so who, who, do you guys, who you guys got in the Super Bowl? Kurt, who you picking? Well, I, I'm going with Kansas City. I grew up in Kansas City, even though I was a Cowboys fan. I, I still have a soft place for the Chiefs, so I, I think they're they're good. Unless they can, unless the the uh-uh, Bucks defensive line Don't jump all over the place. No, no, I'm going with the, the Chiefs. Place. I'm going with the Chiefs. All right. Okay. He was going to jump all over the place. Yes, you heard it. <laughs> he was hedging his bet. He was hedging. That's his right. Bet. That's yes, right. Yeah, he was. Who you got, Nate? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the NFC. I've always been with the NFC, even uh, even when it, I know I was gonna lose to Tom Brady. Like I think we're gonna lose to this kid, but I, I'm going with the NFC. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hedge. I'm just going with the NFC. <laughs> Jesse, who you got? I'm going with the I'm going with the young gun. This He's is a, a beast, ain't he? This mm-hmm. is the this is the you know the old western movie where the the young kid now you know the old dog hands over the revolver to the new young western <laughs> this, this is it right here this is tom brady tom ain't gonna get his thing up easy he may not give it up easy but at the end of the fight you know all right son i just don't got it no more i, I gave yeah. all i had i was thanks really for not good. shoot me through the heart and shot right. me through the heart. <laughs> passing of the torch he has to pass the torch on to the to the next great thing and i, and I think you know, Patrick Mahomes takes this league to the man. next level. Patrick Mahomes is so sweet, man. Kurt, you're going to win on me, but it's okay. Jesse, you're going to beat down, too. <laughs> Who you got, uh, a beard? Who you got? I, you know, I, I, I think Kansas City is going to win. I don't know how you slow down that offense. I, Tampa Bay, the only way they can win this game is if they win the turnover battle. Uh, hmm. But I, I just don't see Kansas I did. City turning over enough for them to, to to close the gap and score enough points. But I heard I heard Tom in his crib. I got a little secret, Mike and Tom Brady's crib. You know what he said? What he in said? his bedroom? Yeah, 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 in his bedroom. I didn't want to face that oh. side. I don't think his body looked as good as his face. I just uh, want to hear what Giselle sounds like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, passion. What is Giselle? She's like got that Brazilian accent. You know what I'm saying? She ain't no trailer park girl. Yeah, nah, she's not. Don't trailer park girl. Don't trailer like, park girl. like, they sound like hey, they but, sound like Nate. Hey. They sound like Nate wrestling with uh, Tom Brady. Brady. Like Tom Brady told uh, told his guys, he said, "I tell you what, I got the one common factor in my Super Bowl that I lost that we got now. It's called Jason Pierre Paul, who the Cowboys didn't pick up." Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. They do sound. I think we're talking about who Cowboys didn't pick up. Jason Pierre Paul. We got Tyron Matthew. We, we could have had. <laughs> had what's, what's the other safety that they have there? Uh, uh, Juan Thornhill. Yeah. We got two linebackers that are, are playing for the Chiefs that we didn't. Uh, I mean, the list goes that on. That was and here. On. Wow. All right, fellas. Well, I will see y'all next Thursday. We will have a new Super Bowl world champion when we come back. We get. I will, I'm sure we'll start some draft talk, all kind of good stuff. The new season starts Sunday night as soon as Ooh, the Super Jessica Bowl is over. Bigger Looking world. forward to Cowboys football. <laughs> we'll be right around the corner. Nate, Jesse, Kurt, Chris Bean. Good to see you, boys. See you next week. Peace. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?